Thank you for listening to the Reconnect Marriage Podcast. I'm Dr. Steve Call. And I'm Lisa Call. And we are dedicated to having conversations that cultivate connection in our marriage. Thank you for joining us. We're grateful that you've uh, joined us today for this podcast. Lisa and I are having a conversation with you uh, around the theme of relational safety. Uh, We just ended a a two-day workshop, a Reconnect workshop that we offer local communities or uh, outside our state, within our state. And uh, one of the themes from this weekend that became more apparent in our conversation uh, with the couples was around this topic, was around this theme of relational safety. And so we we thought we'd have a conversation uh, with one another uh, with the, the hope that we could create some clarity, I think, and some awareness of what do we actually mean by relational safety? What is relational safety and how do we cultivate relational safety? Yeah, I think it came up in a lot of different areas where couples um, were thinking about their rituals of connection and what does that look like and um, how do we engage our story? How do we be kind to our story? How, how do we refrain from judgment. Mm -hmm. And so in a lot of different areas, um, I think we, this relational safety topic kind of came up in in relation to a a lot of different areas. So I think Mm -hmm. it was very intriguing and, and it was a good reminder that not only what, what does it mean, but how do we nurture it? Mm -hmm. How do we create it? Yeah. So maybe we'll set the stage a little bit to the idea of of safety. Uh, if we think about our marriage relationship, uh, we might think about it's, it's a person that we said, yes, I do to, but we also said, I do to the hope of, of being seen, of being known. Uh, and, and how do we cultivate that? How do we create that? Well, there's a, there's a context of safety. I think for so many couples therapeutically that, that I have seen and continue to see part of what is maybe missing or what is, underdeveloped or maybe what's under cultivated, if you will, is, is the lack of safety. It's that I just can't quite be myself or I can't quite say what I need to say, or I can't quite express what I might need to express. Or, uh, I would say various expressions of something very similar. It's that something's not quite right. Which I think is kind of counterintuitive because, you know, you find this person and you think this is my person, right? Mm -hmm. This is my safe person. And, and then, um, maybe you're, you know, you're married for a few years. Um, and then why is it that we need to cultivate safety again? Or why, Mm -hmm. you know, why would we need to do that? Isn't that just going to happen naturally? Isn't that just already there? And so it can be a little bit confusing. Like, what what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And, um, so I think we found that in different topics when we were actually talking about, how to engage your story, um, your past story, your attachment story, your um, story of family of origin. And um, maybe when you're engaging some things that you didn't talk about as much, you know, when you were first married or dating or they haven't come up in your marriage yet. And yet they, you know, as we talked about in the workshop, your past is always informing your present. Yes. And so part of our work is just to be aware of what our past stories are. And so how do we engage those in ways that we can feel safe when maybe we have to talk about a hard topic that we haven't talked about before? Maybe we had trauma, maybe we had um, abuse, maybe we had 
relationships in our parent, you know, in, in our parenting, well, I mean, in our family of origin, our parents, where um, we didn't feel seen or we didn't feel heard or, you know, things that are hard to maybe reveal. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the the difficulty sometimes is we're not aware, maybe even in our own marriage, uh, how some of that story some of our own story is playing itself out in the caution to engage or the carefulness to engage, or that sometimes uh, the the lack of safety relationally is not just connected to the two of us, which is why we spend a significant amount of time both in these podcasts, but also with people in person, couples in person is talking about story. And what do we bring into our marriage relationship that maybe inhibits us that, that leads to caution uh, when we get into maybe conversations or interactions that where there might be conflict or disappointment or frustration that sometimes we might avoid or flee or withdraw because it, it can feel unsafe. And so we, we want to have this conversation around, okay, where are there areas in our life together relationally that sometimes feel quote unquote unsafe? Not so much with the idea that it's going to lead to physical harm, although for some of us that has been true in previous relationships, we're saying, what does, what from a human condition allows us to feel safe in the presence of another? And, and I think there are three, maybe four variables, characteristics that we want to offer and have a conversation around how these are, I would say, pivotal, foundational, core, relational themes, ways of being with one another. And so we asked that question actually this morning. <laughs> With these couples, we said, what, what, what cultivates relational safety? If someone were to ask you that, now we are asking you that, but if somebody, you know, in your circle of friends or other couples, or you're having a small group, or you were out to coffee and we were talking about this conversation of relational safety, hey, what, what, what do you guys sense cultivates relational safety for you? And, and then there were, I think, some really helpful responses around what they offered. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, I was also just thinking about in our own story when we begin to reveal things um, and we tell stories to one another, we might reveal things that we didn't even really know were in our story. You know, we don't, we, so if I think that's where the, the unsafeness feels, you know, it kind of feels vulnerable. It feels, I don't know what's going to come out when I start thinking, when I start thinking back or when I start revealing something about myself. So Mm -hmm. there's just a sensation of feeling uncertain or just very vulnerable. And so I think that's, again, that's what we mean by safe because um, I'm not sure how you're going to respond. I'm not sure if you're going to be upset with me. I'm not sure if this is going to go well. And so um, how do we be intentional about creating conversations and space and conversations that can nurture being okay to to share those stories? Mm Mm-hmm. One of the the characteristics that a couple offered this morning was uh, she was able to say something along those lines of what you just named of when we have experience or data even that we can depend on or rely on, meaning when we have experience with one another that did go well or that was relationally safe, then then of course we are more inclined maybe in the future. So it's not as if the past always is the present. It does inform the present, meaning when we have historical relational interactions between us, sometimes 
they might not go well, and that can send the message, don't, don't do that again, don't share that again, don't say that again, don't reveal that again. And, and in that lack of safety, we can make vows to not pursue safety. So I, I think what she offered was so helpful around that notion of, well, we, we, we practice it, which is so important in this conversation when we talk about safety. It's difficult to imagine safety. When we are afraid of something, whatever it might be, <laughs> for me, it was for, for years, it was diving off of a high dive. Or for many of us, uh, maybe we have fear of uh, uh, heights or ladders or snakes or whatever it is. Spiders is yours. I was thinking bears in Montana. <laughs> bears in Montana. <laughs> when you're fishing. Yeah, when we are, when we are afraid of something, the, the difficult human condition for us is sometimes when we are exposed to what we're afraid of, we run, we flee. Uh, we, our body says danger, and rightly so. And it's difficult, though, to overcome fear or metabolize fear or integrate fear if that's our primary relational response, when something says, quote unquote, danger off limits for us relationally, when we just run from it or avoid it, it actually reinforces the fear. And so we're asking ourselves relationally to step into something in a conversation or an interaction that, that feels, uh-oh, this, this might not go well. And so it's risky. It's asking much of us to stay present to what we might not have stayed present to before. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's literally exposure. When we are exposed to what we are afraid of, we tend to feel less afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And I think some of these conversations, we aren't equipped, right? We're, we're trying something new. We're mm-hmm. leaning in, you know, a little bit. I think for me growing up in a family where conflict was something to be avoided, I didn't, I wasn't used to engaging conflict. It was a difficult thing for me. And so when conflicts would come up and certain things, I would avoid them between us and I would maybe change the subject or walk out of the room or do what I could to avoid. And so just leaning into conflict and beginning to understand that a little bit and what was my story of conflict and what was your story and being able to have those conversations, I think have created an area of safety for us to have that conversation more and more and, and to understand to be gentle with myself as I understand this is hard for me. This is new for me. Mm -hmm. And and for you, you know, this is the story that you came from. And so maybe fleeing from conflict and so staying connected and having conversations where not only are we talking about the thing that we're having conflict about, but also just what was our story of conflict and right. how do we engage it and how can we be kind and gentle to each other, even though maybe we just feel like we don't do it well. Mm-hmm. So there's a, I think what you said is so helpful. It's a, it's an awareness again of where we might be inhibited, where we might be cautious. And what is that caution connected to? Uh, still going back to story. So there's there's caution, yes. And then there's the invitation to expose, meaning exposure to what we might be afraid of. I think also the, the maybe second piece that is so important around relational safety is that there's a, there's a predictability almost. There's a, there's a, a sense that I, I believe you're going to respond well. And, and how do we know that? Well, when we practice it, when we have experience of that being true. And so there's a, there's a sense that the other is for me rather than against me. And how do we, re, how do we actually reveal forness? Or how do we ask for it? How do we ask for it? You know, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attempt to have this conversation with you, and I'm really worried that it's not going to go well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, how can we maybe ask the other, can you stay present with me? Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe laying, mm-hmm. laying out the groundwork a little bit mm-hmm. before and asking for what we need. Yeah. I would say that's the third piece is presence, uh, is the, the belief that the other will stay present with me in the midst of this. So again, what do we mean by presence? Not, not like presence, like gifts, like the presence at Christmas, like presence as relational presence. Presence is attunement. Presence is, uh, I see you, I hear you, I'm with you in this. Uh, there's not a looking at my watch or looking out the window or hurry up, will you? My, my, my leg is shaking and rattling like I've got to go. I've got to get out of this. It, it's somehow communicating, uh, I, I'm here. How, however you and I choose to communicate that, I think each couple can be different in that way. But presence communicates what you're offering is important enough to stay present too. And I think here's what the bind is for many of us. Part of the difficulty in that is sometimes difficult conversations can imply we've done something wrong or that something is wrong. And and I, I like how you just phrased what you said is, hey, can I check in with you about something not out of blame, not out of, out of accusation? So if we need to say those words, wonderful. If we, with over time, we might not have to or need to say those words as often, but I like and really think it's helpful when couples and we, for you and I, Lisa, when we're intentional about, hey, can I check in with you about this? Hey, can I, and, and do you hear the tone? Do you hear the, the theme? It's invitation. That's such an essential part of safety. Safety is, is cultivated via invitation, not demand, not, ex, not uh, with the intent to harm, not with the intent to hurt, but it's, it's a collaborative almost dance. It's a collaborative exchange. Mm-hmm. I think also the other thing that comes to mind for me is just boundaried, mm-hmm. you know, like guardrails right. where Contained. we know, we kind of know when, yeah. okay, we need to stop right here. This is enough, you know, and I think this is all we can handle for right now and being okay with that and maybe um, agreeing that we're going to return to it at some point. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have to have these conversations and we have to maybe break them up because we can't handle very much at this time. And so, and just being able to put limits on it feels safe, right? It just feels like you're not going to bombard me. You're not going to devour me. We're right. going to just have this conversation as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And then we're, we're going to agree that we're going to take a break and maybe come back to it at another point. Mm-hmm. I think that follows into or leads into another part of, I would say, what a, a handful of couples offered this morning. And that I would say is true and other conversations for us, it's the whole notion of kindness. It's when we offer or communicate or reveal kindness to the other. I mean, that, that, I mean, think about that in any other relationship. We, we feel there is a sense of safety when there's kindness and kindness implies non-judgment. Uh, it somehow communicates what you're offering or who you are or what you're revealing or what you're naming. Uh, it, it, it's off. There's an open handedness. Like if you could see us in this image, we we would say I, I would be speaking to you as if my hands were open. It's the same. That's our our body posture. It says, "Huh, uh, I I can receive, and or I can offer with kindness." And kindness isn't for many of us. It's not always natural, uh, especially if we feel a little hurt, frustrated, bothered, disappointed. Uh, but how we cultivate and are intentional with relational safety is the intentionality of kindness. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this weekend just to how. Um, maybe God's intention for marriage is to bring out, bring about beauty and goodness, mm-hmm. you know, and that ultimately I think we all desire that in our marriages, in our lives. We want our life to look 
like beauty and goodness, right? And so when we can believe that and lean into that and know that um, whatever happens, whatever gets revealed, that it's okay to be kind to it because it's part of the story. It's part of what's, you know, maybe doesn't feel like we've gotten to the beauty and goodness yet, but but it's part of that story that we're creating together. Mm-hmm. And then, and there's hope for that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that gives us the freedom maybe to have kindness and not to feel like we got to judge it and we got to get rid of it. And we got to be, you know, upset that this is here, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's part of, you know, the dance. It's part of what's happening right now in us. And we can have that hope that it will be used for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of uh, what we noticed too, in this conversations with couples was there was a, I would say sometimes a not immediacy, but okay. But what does that look like? Like how, how does that actually work? And we're saying it, it works by, by data. It works by experience. It works by exposure. It works by presence. It works via kindness. In other words, you got to just start doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to I mean, do the work. So yeah. it doesn't just happen. It's, no, it, it's I think so. sometimes when we first get married, we think, Oh, it's going to happen. You know, it's like date night. It doesn't happen. You got to plan for it. We have to be intentional. And so maybe having these conversations, Mm. you know, even starting the conversation with, do we have, do you feel like we have relational safety in our marriage? What does it look like for us? What makes you feel safe? You know, you just start on that conversation and then, and then it builds. What are some things that we might want to talk about that have been hard? Or what are some areas that we want to share with one another? Because a lot of what we talked about this weekend was the story and how to, become more aware of our stories and how do we reveal them to one another? Mm-hmm. And that can be really hard. It, it can be. And sometimes we might uh, envision or imagine uh, relational safety as it, as if it's just related to conversation. And that is true, but we're also saying relational safety is cultivated uh, and experienced via play, via being with one another. Mm-hmm not just trying to work something out, a conflict or an argument, but, but we feel safe in the presence of the other when something isn't required of us. And I think that's what, again, what play is. That's what rituals of connection are. There's an, uh, a sense that I, I am seen, I am known. There's, there's a, a desire that's communicated of, of I want to be with you and you want to be with me. So the being, quote-unquote being, with one another is also part of what cultivates relational safety. Because sometimes we, in this kind of topic, it's the assumption sometimes can be made that, that, that it's about problems or it's about issues or it's about conflict. Working something out. Working yeah. something out, which is a lot of work just in, in and of itself. Right. And, and part of the, the pause in this moment is to say, hey, there is, a, there is a component to relational safety that is just being friends with one another, developing friendship. And how do we develop friendship? Mm, By the enjoyment of something together. Right. And I think at the end of the day, what we all desire is to be known, you know, and to be received for that. And so whatever it might be, whether we're trying to reveal a story, whether we're trying to uncover, you know, why is this continue to happen? What, what are we trying to work out? Or just how can we carve out some time for one another? I think that came up too, that with this pandemic and with people maybe more at home or working from home right. and just kind of together all the time, how do we even structure out 
that intentional time mm-hmm. because we're, we're just home all together all the time, but there's not that intentional, maybe that intentional time that I'm here for you and you're here for me and we're just going to play or we're just going to enjoy one another. or We're just going to have a conversation about something specific um, while we walk or while we do, you know, have a cup of coffee or whatever it is. Those things have to, those times have to be set aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, the last thing we would offer is uh, going back to that prompt or that question that you just asked a few minutes ago, Lisa, is, is how, for those of you listening, if you were to have a conversation with one another, your partner, your spouse, your significant other, what, what cultivates relational safety for us? And, and or what cultivates relational safety for me? I, I feel safe when. I feel relationally safe with you when. And, and each of us gets to put words to that. It's not just because somebody else said something. It, it's what what for you, what cultivates the safety for you? I feel relationally safe when. I love that. I think that's a such a beautiful question to ask of ourselves, to ask one another, to create a picture, to create a scenario, to create a consistency, to create a narrative. What is our story going to be around relational safety? Uh, what, what might that look like for us? What are the characteristics? What are the variables? Maybe there's a few of what we've offered you so far, but, but also for you. Uh, you get to develop and you get to create what that might look like for each of you. The Reconnect Marriage Podcast is hosted by the Reconnect Institute. For more information, you can find us on the web at thereconnectinstitute.com. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Reconnect Marriage. <laughs>